This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Great to be here filling in for Libby who's on vacation for a week. Much deserved vacation. Well, should PC party members feel better or worse after watching last night's debate? Was there a winner? It's your turn to weigh in at 416-360-0740 or 1-866-740-4740. Patrick Brown is out of the running, but his memory certainly lingered during last night's debate, as did his so-called People's Guarantee, which is no longer being honoured. In fact, you could argue that the four remaining candidates played to the PC party's grassroots while dissing the foundations of the Progressive Conservative Party. And there was some nastiness, although Christine Elliott, for the most part, tried to stay out of the bad-mouthing. In case you did not watch all of the debate or any of it, here is an excerpt of some sniping between Caroline Mulroney and Doug Ford, when Mulroney accuses Ford of watching ballot stuffing at nomination meetings and not doing anything about it. And Caroline, I find it pretty rich for you to say this. A person that got parachuted into your area, no competition, no nomination, none whatsoever for you to say that. Matter of fact, maybe we should reopen your nomination and get more competitors in there. You I work very hard for my nomination. I look forward to finding out what kind of work Caroline, you do Caroline, when you actually get nominated Caroline, did you have in a, your riding. Did you have a private... Caroline, tell us... You wanted to be people, mayor of Toronto. Why don't you tell the people the private conversation you had with the party to get that position? That's unacceptable. That is unacceptable. Doug, you, there are no private conversations. Doug, you have not... Uh, even put your. I look forward to finding out where you run and when you do. But all I know is a month ago you wanted to be mayor of the city of Toronto, yeah. and when you found out this job was available, you decided that this is what you wanted to do. And then Tanya Granick Allen got into it, calling out Mulroney for being one of Bra- Patrick Brown's star candidates up until he resigned 30 days ago, and saying nothing about any of the questionable nomination decisions. Let's go to our experts for their opinions and assessments. Sue Ann Levy of Post Media and Mike Van Solen of Navigator Limited. Mike joins me in studio. Sue Ann is on the phone. Hello, both. Jane, Hello. Great to be here. Sue Ann, your overall impressions before we talk about each candidate individually. Oh, it was a feisty debate, and I, I, I actually really enjoyed it. I watched it from beginning to end. I even watched the interviews afterwards. And I think that, you know, uh, Tanya Granick-Allen uh, was a breath of fresh air. I don't think she has a hope in heck of winning the leadership, but boy, did she keep the others on their toes. And, and I liked hearing what she had to say. Um, perhaps uh, she would, it, she said things that probably I would have gotten sued for if I had read, read, 
uh, written them in, a, in an article. However, uh, she certainly got the other candidates going. No, she absolutely did. She speaks very well. You may not agree with her views. Uh, they are pure social conservatism, but she was strong, absolutely. And Mike, your thoughts? Look, I thought it was a it was a great debate. It was lively. I think there was more than enough for PC members to see from each of the candidates to make up their minds. Each of them showed what they were about, their capabilities on the stage, what they're going to be like as debaters and campaigners in the coming general election. So for PC members who are still looking to make up their mind, you know, on a top level observation, I thought there was a lot for them to chew on and consider and and because uh, as, as soon as uh, Friday, we, we get the chance to start voting. So, and would you say there was a uh, winner, a slam dunk winner? <laughs> no, I don't. I, I can tell you who the losers were, but um, okay. no, definitely not. <laughs> I think Carolyn Mulroney did not, uh, you know, she, I didn't think when she joined the race, uh, I questioned whether she had the ability to take on someone like um, Kathleen Wynne, who's a very skillful campaigner, not so good at governing, but a very skillful campaigner. And, uh, you know, that's why she has the last name Win. She's in it to win. <laughs> so um, I was always concerned that Carolyn Mulroney couldn't, really wasn't uh, ready yet um, to take on that kind of uh, person. And uh, I think she proved it last night in the debate. Um, she seemed lost. Um, she had a hard time uh, finding her focus. And afterwards, uh, during the scrum, when she was asked a few hard questions, she actually walked away. Yeah, what, what happened there with um, Mike? She was asked about why her kids go to private school. Right, right. I mean, before that, she was asked some pretty crazy, uh, and I would suggest offside for, for the context, uh, questions from Rebel Media. Uh, but then the one about the private school... I've seen some debate about whether it's any of our business or not. But if you want to be premier, you have to be able to answer that question. And she struggled with it. And she she walked away. Do you think it was because she and her uh, advisors haven't had that discussion yet? Well, it seems hard to believe. No, that, that does seem hard to believe. I, I think it was an inexperience creeping in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's what that was. There, there's a perfectly uh, appropriate answer to that, which is, like all parents, she's making the best choices she can for her children. But that doesn't change the fact that she is committed to helping public education improve in this province. Um, so we saw her inexperience sort of come through a little bit there. Um, what I'll say to, to be, uh, you know, on, on the other side for Carolina is I think we've seen some growth. Uh, we've seen some growth over the three, four weeks of this campaign. Uh, whether we've seen enough growth to give her the top job and, and to hope for her to uh, hope for her to commit to the uh, take on Kathleen Wynne, as Sue Ann rightly points out, she's a fantastic campaigner. Uh, I don't know if we saw that that sort of uh, performance last night. All right, you too. Well, we have uh, a stack full of Zoomer Radio listeners already lined up to go here, so let's uh, take a couple of calls. First, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. Your impression of last night's PC leadership debate, the second and final one of the campaign. Let's go to Steve in Mississauga. Hi, Steve. Go ahead. Hi, good afternoon. Um, for what it's worth, I'm dearly hoping that uh, Ford would win, such that the Conservatives would be decimated. <laughs> he would just be the, uh, what can I say, the, the, the best thing that could ever happen to whatever other parties one might happen to be voting for. And um, what do you think about that comment, Mike? And, oh, you, could, a, sorry, you yeah, can't so, hear the sorry, listener? What was the question? 
Go ahead, Steve, just ask the question one more time. As I say, uh, the best thing for any other party, every other party, would be that Ford would win. Well, uh, no, well, no, I don't. I don't agree with that. I mean, people thought the best thing uh, for the Democrats was was for Donald Trump to win the Republican nomination, and, and lo and behold, he is now president of the United States. So I think it's hard to suggest that Doug Ford is, uh, you know, automatically going to be uh, down and out in the next election, and the PC fortunes would fall if he were to get in. Um, a lot of people, you know, I, I, I think what Doug Ford did uh, and the message he brought last night, I think there's a constituency of people who that really resonates with. He plays that outsider role very well. Uh, he's plain spoken, and I think that comes across, and it's appealing. People are tired of uh, really polished politicians, and so I do think there is a constituency of people uh, for him, and if the next election is really about change, um, you know, I would not count uh, Doug out if, uh, if he ultimately wins this race. Sue Ann, what about that? Because there is certainly, when you listen to Doug Ford, you hear that he's on educated in the way he speaks in the terms that he uses and the cliches that get brought out trotted out over and over again i we all know about his years of business experience but there's something about him that doesn't seem to resonate smartness is that fair uh, I think that's very unfair, actually, because uh, I've had the op- opportunity to watch him at City Hall, and I think he's far shrewder than he comes across. And I think he understands, uh, first of all, he understands budgeting uh, tremendously. And I would argue with those who uh, claim that his $1 billion claim of savings at City Hall is wrong. Well, I was there, and I worked with the budget chief, uh, Mike Del Grand, and I know that that was accurate, very close to accurate. Um, and I have an MBA, so I think we're speaking from somebody who does know budgeting well. And so I think he comes across as folksy, but uh, don't don't uh, be fooled by that. Okay. Uh, so I think that he he definitely appeals to a certain grassroots. But the funny thing is that whenever I tweet something about him, and last night I tweeted about every single. Um, campaign, you know, every single person in the race and in the debate, uh, I got so much response to Doug Ford. He does, he is populist, he does appeal to that grassroots. I know that Christine Elliott is the party insider favorite, certainly the pocket's favorite, but, you know, maybe people are ready. I would not underestimate the member, that the membership is ready, the grassroots membership ready for an outsider like Doug Ford. So I think it's going to be a very close race between the two of them. Okay, and we will will talk more specifically about Christine Elliott. I just want to get back to the phones. Bernie in Mississauga, it's your turn. You're on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. I just got a comment to make. I watched the debate last night, and uh, I got a name for the Ford. I'm going to call them the Rat Pack. They got rid of their leader, Ate Brute. Talk to you later. Okay, Bernie, thanks for calling. Uh, and on that note, Patrick Brown, his presence was very much in the room, Mike. Very, yeah, very much. Uh, as, I, uh, as I said to a few folks last night, uh, Patrick Brown thought he had enough nightmares in his life already. And uh, <laughs> last night we found out he has another one in, in Tanya granick Um And her message was funny. She was, she was on, on one hand, such a great speaker and, and so passionate. And she was almost like the second moderator in that debate. So it was really fascinating to see how much of the discussion she actually directed. But for someone whose message was, we need to move past Patrick Brown, I mean, no one brought him up more than she did. So it was an odd, odd choice uh, there. Explain uh, what you mean by that. 
Well, she her her message, her closing statement was literally that we need to move past Patrick Brown and turn the page. Yet no one in that debate brought him up more than she had. Gotcha. Um, look, I think she had to broaden her message. Uh, if she wants to be a proxy for social conservatives in the party, she's doing a great job. If she actually wants to run to win this uh, campaign, she had to bring a broader set of messages to, to the discussion. I'm not sure she did that, but she certainly showed that she's a passionate uh, conservative who really believes the grassroots needs to be uh, uh, heard. And um, and I think there probably is a place for someone like her in the party. Okay, let's go to Bill in Toronto. Bill, uh, you're on Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. Your impression of the PC party leadership's debate last night? I, I was thoroughly impressed with it. Uh, you know, it's nice to see him uh, drop the, the gloves and, and start to get into it and actually be real human beings up there. And, you know, I really do think it's unfair when you say Ford's uneducated. No, I said he sounds sometimes like he comes across as uneducated. Well, you know, Miss Mulroney was Harvard educated, and she was not impressive at all. I agree. Yeah, but uh, you know, they're a great mix. Uh, the, the, the woman Tanya, I think she'd be great in the party. She can stir the pot. But uh, Christine Elliott or Doug Ford, all the way, and I think Doug's the man to do it, and that'll be the best thing that ever happened to Ontario. All right, Bill, thanks for your opinion. Uh, Sue Ann, what about Christine Elliott's performance last night? Well, I thought she came across as a really classy kind of, you know, and I liked her comment particularly about, you know, we are in it to beat uh, Kathleen Wynne. We're not here to fight amongst ourselves. And, you know, speaking to everything that's gone on in the party, and, and i I'm just mortified sometimes at the amount of dirty laundry that's been aired as as a party member and a former candidate. Um, so I, I like that comment. I think she's a classy woman. Um, I would like to see her move a little further to the right. I think she's a little bit, and I think Doug Ford is right about liberal light. Um, I'd like to see her um, show a little bit more conservative is it a conservativeism and fiscal conservatism in particular, but I think she's a very, very uh, good on the health care file, and I think that's a file that has really been ignored by the conservatives up to now. So I- I'm, I'm thrilled that she is uh, knowledgeable about that file. What about those who would say she's a bit wishy-washy in terms of her stance on carbon tax and the sex ed curriculum? Well, I, you know, I think Doug called her out on that, and uh, that is what I mean about my concern about her being a little bit liberal light. I'd like to see a little bit more strength. Um, you know, she is not uh, fire and brimstone like uh, Tanya. She is not like Doug Ford straight shooting. She's a quieter, sort of classy kind of person, and um, I think that if she wins and Doug Ford runs, I think there's going to be, uh, I hope, I would hope that there would be checks and balances on her to keep her, you know, consistent and decisive. Well, certainly each would have a a primary spot in the other's cabinet should it get to that point. Yeah, exactly. Okay, let's go to Jim in Hanover. Hi, Jim. Your thoughts on the PC party debate? Uh, Hello. Uh, I enjoyed it very much. But the one thing that Doug Ford did that none of the others did, or nobody's probably ever done, when he got the news that Campbell's soup was going to be closing, yes, he went to see them and asked them why, what the problem was. When you find out what the problem is, you can solve it. If you don't know what the problem is and just carry on, like we've done in the past, 
I think Doug Ford spoke out and spoke the truth. You've got to find out what's wrong, and then you can correct it. And, Jim, are you registered to vote? No, I'm not. I haven't got a computer. And I, that is one of the big mismatches of all time. How the heck do you get registered to vote? Yes, that's a question that's being asked a lot around the province, yeah. Mike. There, that is a big issue. Yes. Uh, look, I, I have my fingers crossed that it, it will be solved, and, and people who've registered uh, uh, registered will get their packages. Um, I, I know, <clears throat> excuse me, I know a lot of folks are working just to ensure the integrity of the system, but there's a lot, no doubt, there's a lot of work, and, and I hope all your listeners out there who, who, who got a membership uh, will have that opportunity to vote. Okay. Davey in Oxbridge, go ahead. You're on Zoomer Radio. Hello, uh- I didn't hear anybody mention anything, how they're going to pay for all these things. Last night, they had no uh, platform. Yes, we had uh, Christine Elliott discuss a little bit about the green energy. Yes. She yeah, sp- that she- was only one a little bit. No, that's a, and that is a good point. Uh, M- Mike, true. your comments on that? Look, I... They're all going to have to explain to Ontario, whoever wins, uh, there's not enough time to talk to uh, PC members about it, but they will all have to explain to Ontarians what their platform is going to be. And, of course, it's going to be an abbreviation of of, uh, the People's Guarantee. And they'll have to talk about what they're going to do in the absence of carbon tax revenues. Uh, I don't see it as a big big a hurdle as some are making it out to be. There's a, I'm sure each of the teams has people working to figure out exactly what they're going to bring out, how they're going to cost their platforms. But I also do believe Ontarians believe that this current government has been spending money like drunken sailors. And Doug's notion that can I find two cents on a dollar, I don't think that's that's a difficult concept for people to accept. And I get there's some traps to walk into. Mr. Hudak walked into a trap last time with uh, uh, 100,000 public servants uh, getting uh, laid off. But Look, that's a March 11th problem, uh, and I'm, I think that's how these campaigns are thinking about it. And uh, I'm sure there's really good people working to figure it out. Right. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. What did you think about last night's final PC leadership debate? Uh, if you're registered, who are you going to vote for? Was your mind changed last night after watching the performances, or have you stuck with the candidate? who was initially the one you want to see run against Kathleen Wynne and Andrea Horvath. Back to the phones then. Ron in Guelph, you're next on Fight Back. Well, I agree with the last caller um, uh, regarding some of the things that Doug Ford has said. Um, my, I was on, I guess, a couple of weeks ago when Christine Elliott was on the radio, and I haven't changed my mind. We need um, a woman right now in not that it should make a difference, but Christine Elliott has the class. She's got the experience. I think she's the only one that can really seriously take on Kathleen Wynne. Unfortunately, Doug Ford, he's a great guy. He should be a member of the cabinet. But um, I can just see it now where Kathleen Wynne and liberals are going to portray him as um, Donald Trump light. Mm-hmm. And then let's not let's not rule out Andrea Horvath. I'm sure she and her advisors are are waiting for their uh, salvo launch on March 11th. Well, they're going to have a hard time. This is why. I mean, I'm I'm still waiting for my package in the mail, so I haven't received it yet. So I don't know what's going on with that. What but, do you mean your package in the mail? Well, they're supposed to get a package in the mail so we can register. To ah, vote. okay. And it hasn't arrived, and they've, that's why they've extended the deadline now to Monday. That's right. Because a lot of us didn't get it. Um, I'm only joining this thing 
because I can't afford another liberal government. Well, that's, um, that's Chris, what a lot of people have been saying. Well, and Christine um, has the experience to, uh, to take on Kathleen Wynne, and I think that's what it's going to take. Um, uh, I, I just see it as Kathleen Wynne is going to uh, uh, chew up Carol, um, Caroline Mulroney and the other woman um, and spit them out like chewing tobacco. No, I agree with you. I think Caroline Mulroney does not come across as substantive at all uh, in spite of her Harvard education. Sue Ann, that would be quite something, wouldn't it, to see Christine Elliott, Kathleen Wynne, and Andrea Horvath, all seasoned, highly respected individuals, regardless of their policies, battle it out for a spring election. It would be very interesting. I don't necessarily agree with your last caller that it has to be a woman, but I do agree with what he said. As much as I, I like Doug and I like his uh, plain spokenness, um, I, I think that he even made a comment last, last night in the debate about uh, something south of the border and the economy improving, and I thought, uh-oh, the Liberals are probably taking note already. Trump light, you know, and I, I, th- I can almost predict i can guarantee you that they would portray him that way um not that he couldn't handle it but um i right now i just think it it's really anybody's uh contest between the two of them because they both have strengths and they both have weaknesses all right let's go we only have a couple minutes left i'd like to get to all of your calls and if you don't get through remember tomorrow is free for all friday so you can hold that thought and call us back at 1205 tomorrow let's go to fraser in toronto what did you think fraser did you uh, see a clear winner uh christine elliott she was the best spoken had the best ideas she actually put forth uh how to fund things uh christine friend Carolyn Maroney, she was fumbling over her words and just didn't sound like sure of herself. Tanya came across really crazy, and I just kept yelling at the TV, you're not even running against Patrick Brown. Why do you keep mentioning his name? And then when she started going on about ripping up the uh, the wind turbines, she just came across crazy. And then Doug Ford, he just kept speaking an anecdote and sounded like I was like watching Goodfellas the whole time he was talking. Okay. I think the biggest show in the show is the note was the question I thought was, what would you do? Uh, would you buy back hydro? And all of them kept quiet. Pretty telling. Yeah, you're breaking up there. But yeah, what about that on the question of hydro, Mike? Well, look, I I, I actually think uh, Tanya Granick Allen had like the light of the night with I'll just rip them out of the I ground. <laughs> uh, but Christine very effectively pushed back. Uh, to, and to the previous caller's uh, comment, and Sue Ann alluded, it, alluded to it earlier as well, I think Christine had the firmest grasp on what the ballot box question is for PC members, and that's who can win the next election. She was the one who brought it back to that several times, and that's why... To me, it seems that she's the front runner in this debate. And even with Doug, because we have not seen Doug attack Christine yet, and to see him attack her suggests to me that his campaign thinks that they need uh, that they are trailing and they need to they need to wound uh, the leader in this debate. So uh, I think that's the way it's lined up. I don't know if people's uh, impressions were changed as a result of it. This is very difficult to get a read on uh, these type of leadership. The, uh, leadership races, unlike general elections, where polls have some have a little more significance than they would in this. But uh, you know, Christine, I think delivered on what she needed to do. She acted like the front runner the whole way through. Um, she ha- was most substantive on the policy. So for people who are thinking that she was the right person to go into, I don't think she lost uh, any votes uh, okay. through that debate. And Sue Ann, your final thoughts? Um, I would just comment on the last caller's uh, 
uh, comments about Tanya that she was crazy. Well, no, I don't think so. She's passionate, and I think she was the conscience of the debate. And I think she kept the others on, her, on their toes. And I think a Tanya, is, Tanya is sorely needed in the caucus, and, and, and I hope that she continues, if she loses, to run for a seat. All right. We've got nine days to go. Sue Ann Levy, Mike Van Solen, thank you both. You're Great. welcome. Great to be here. We're changing topics now in just a few minutes. Relief from menopause. Our trusted contributor from the Ontario Pharmacists Association joins us next. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.